This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the new and pre-owned Renault, Dacia and Opel range. And a car finance specialist on-site to arrange a finance package that suits your budget. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Now we have a lovely show for you today. Nikki Kyle, we're in the garden with Nikki for the month of June. We have music as well for you. We're looking ahead to the weekend in sport. Shirley Bassey, I finish off her uh, story and we hear a wonderful classic from Shirley. Uh, your riddle on Friday is all set to go. I have bingo books to give to you. But first off, today on the show, tomorrow is World Record Store Day. And he's a rare breed, I have to say. Now, he's a good friend of ours on Late Lunch because he owns a record store. Yes, he does. Classified Records in Dundalk. Neil Waters, hello again. Hi, Jerry. Great to have you with us on the show. Uh, is this the 12th year, was I reading, of this? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. It's our sixth. Is it? it? So we've been open six, we'll be six years old this summer. And I, I remember going to Dublin myself back in like 2011, 2010. To go to Tower Records, to buy records on Record Store Day. Yeah. And it's a nice feeling to be the other side of the country. Yes, <laughs> yes, Neil, yeah. indeed it is. I, I meant to ask you that, I don't know whether I said to you before, why did you open? W- what was the reason behind it? Well, people said I was crazy to open a record shop yeah. back then. I remember a few people going, is he right in the head? But <laughs> it was a calculated risk. You know, any big risk you're going to take in your life when you're parting with money and you're putting your name and your reputation on the line, it has to be a calculated risk. Mm. And I knew from being a DJ and being involved in music, that there was an absolute real possibility of selling records in town. Mm. Don't forget, there wasn't a record shop at that point. It had been I something... It been for years. 15 years. Years, because HMV were in the marshes for a while. Yeah. And then they got bought out and closed. But a genuine bona fide record shop, there hadn't been one for 15 or 20 years. Mm. Mm. So it was, a, it was a void we were steaming into, the vortex, and we... You know, by just doing it, yeah, we, we created the, oh, there's, you know, Dundalk's a big place, you know, like it's a big yeah. catchment area as well. Absolutely. And it should have a record shop. Yeah. Now, I admit we're still a small little unit here, mm. but we're a real record shop. So um, I get pride out of that too. And I've had enough people over the last six years say to me, oh, it's great having a record shop in town. Yeah. So, it's lovely for us to hear that from people. It genuinely is. It is. And, you know, you mentioned people said you were crazy uh, when you well, opened the doors. But, Neil, I don't think anything could prepare any of us for, and especially you in your business, uh, for what happened back in March 2020. Now, right. you've had to pivot. You, you went online. Yeah, well, we were sort of going that way anyway because I'd looked at it. Funny enough, I had a meeting with my 
uh, designer, the guy that does all our artwork back in February 2020, just before we knew anything what was going on, truly. Mm. And we were saying, we're going to have to, you know, I was looking at other shops selling online. And what we did was we set the, it took months to set it up, but we put the amount of detail in on every record. So it's almost like you're interacting with somebody behind the counter of a shop. Mm. What's on this record? What's interesting about this record? What's the the nerdy liner notes say? Where was it recorded? So when you go onto our site, there's 20, 30 minutes of reading nearly on every single product we sell, which takes months and months and months of work to do. And yes. we did it. So now when a record, say, say Sgt. Pepper's out of stock, it's out of stock, but you can still read about it. So when it comes back in, we just adjust the site to fix the uh, the quantity, you know. So... Once you do that work, you have a big body of a database there. And we mm. just don't have a website. It's an actual database. There's customer reviews, you know, and there's multiple pictures. And I looked at what other sites were doing. Yeah. And they just click add to cart. That's mm. cool. Yeah, you can do that. But mm. we wanted to get deep and sort of musically nerdy about it. Because that's what the essence of a record shop is. right? You know, from talking to me, I could talk about music all day. But so can our website. Yeah. And so you know something. who we are. Do you know something? I'm here scrolling through it on my phone as you're talking to me and it's simply brilliant and I want to tell listeners get in there quick classifiedrecords.net is the website classifiedrecords.net my word you can just see yeah, I'm just looking at it here and scrolling down and seeing the different areas. Some work has gone into that. Hey, you had vision. February. February of 2020. Did you know what was coming? Not a clue. Sure, no one did. And we, we, Timing. It was just one. You know, mm. I, I had gigs in, in, in March. Here. I had a I was meant to be moving house in, in, in that fell through. I had a big gig in Dublin lined up that I was going to be part of something huge, and that collapsed. So anybody that's in music has been retired yeah. temporarily. I haven't done a gig. I think the last gig I did was January in the Spirit Store, January 2020. Mm. And no one's done one since. So I, I'm just like everybody else in that regard. In fact, I'm lucky to have a shop to go to every day yeah. that's still involved in music. So I seriously empathize with artists all over the country that have been temporarily retired because it's going to be hard to get going again for some Mm. people. You have to accept that. Yeah, Yeah, James Vincent McMorrow, last night I I watched, it was nice to see. A bit strange, you know, looking out where you expect bodies to be packed together and hopping up and down. It was a little bit surreal, wasn't it? Avoid there, yeah. They just mustered video from, they just mustered local band that got signed to a big New York label called Partisan. It's big news here. Mm. They recorded a gig in the town hall and it went out recently. But between the songs, there was an, uh, a tangible absence of crowd cheering. Mm. You know, you can almost, your ears start pricking up when the noise isn't there. You know, yeah, yeah, the de- yeah. silence is deafening. So, yeah, we got to adapt to that and pivot, as you say. But we're doing that. We're open. We'll have, you know, we're, we're managing the door, you know, one in, one out, or two in, two out. Yes. Keeping it nice and sweet for people. Yeah. Because obviously, there's a, we all have to move forward slowly, and people mm. will do it in their own time. So, mm. We're here, doors open, we're being nice and positive, shops full of records. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's all we ever did, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, we can't, we're not going to focus on too much negativity at all. No, no, no. We we, but we, without getting too overexcited, we're just going to work every day. And no matter what happens to all of us in the world, we still have to get up and have something to do every day, right? We do, and we have to yeah. listen to music. And I just yeah. see as well, uh, you, you can uh, source uh, players as well, record players. They're all out of stock at the minute. Yeah, I see globally, that. Jerry, there's yeah. a big uh, supply mm. chain problem worldwide. Right. Turntables. We couldn't, we're still waiting for our Christmas order to okay. be fulfilled. So um, I've had a lot of people ask me, and even the internet is running low and things like that. So... Mm. Um, have patience yeah a bit of patience but you know it's just great to be back here because it feels like we're 
almost like standing on a musical zebra crossing every day, like an intersection, where we hear stories all the time from people. Like recently, I just found out that Bob Dylan loved the fairways. I don't know if anyone knows that. I certainly didn't. But Bob Dylan used to stay in the fairways, stayed in it three or four times during the 90s. Really? And loved Black Rock. Mm. Loved, now nobody knew, I didn't know that. Someone told me that. Yeah. And in fact, we heard a cracker recently where, um, you know the famous song, Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side? Yeah. Famous song, right? There's famous piece of uh, backing vocals in that, but there was three girl singers, and one of them was born in Dundalk. <laughs> it's actually Kitty Casey's daughter from the Carrick Road. Do you know Des Casey? Yeah, of course. Lovely man. I say hello to him today, Des. He's great. This would be a sister of his daughter. So his niece sang on Walk on the Wild Side and she went under the pseudonym Casey Singe. She used her second name first and someone came in and told me that and I checked it up and it rings out. God, That's a Dundalk song or it's a a local song. (laughs) And it's funny how you hear these things. So we're enjoying hearing Yeah. That, you know, as I say, we stand on the edge of music mm. here and it's great just being able to offer that back. To Isn't people. that the personal thing that we've missed so much in yeah. life and those wee stories and the interconnection? But as you said, we've got to be positive. We're moving forward and we're yeah. coming and we're emerging out of this. Can I ask you this? The Vinyl Revival, yeah. it, it, it still has that momentum with it? I think so. I mean, it's, it's not dying off at all. In fact, it, there's new people getting into it all the time because it's a domino effect, yeah? When you, I've even friends that would have, you know, been come to watch us DJing and had a big interest in music, right? Would have had a big CD collection or a record collection. And now what they're doing is they're buying a set of turntables and a mixer, a two-channel mixer, and they're playing music at home. Yeah. Obviously, in the last year, we've all had to revamp our gardens and you're looking at the walls saying, oh, I need a new bookcase. So fortunately for us, records, is, it comes in under that um, itinerary of, of things you can use in the house. So mm. I've noticed that a lot of people are buying turntables and a mixer, and actually having a wee music set up in their house, because, um, you know, that's, that, that's the growth of the industry, yeah. where people are almost feeling the pressure of not having it, which is hype, I get that, but mm. it's a true thing. Oh, you know, it's... people will always be into Doc Martens and motorbikes, and various other things, <laughs> and I think records are like that. I always say they're like, you know, leather jackets, they'll always be cool, yeah. whether oh. you own one or not, um, yep. you know, and it's a, yeah. Well, oh, look at me. When I tell you something, I, I I have to say, and and through you as well, prompting it in me. I went to my attic last year, pulled out all my old stuff, played them here on the uh, turntable in the studio here. Eddie yeah. rigged it up for me and all, yeah. and the sound from the vinyl. People remarked how pure and true it was, and it was just a little feature that went down really well. People love this; they really do. The other thing I was to say to you, you mentioned that, those young lads and that new band signing up big. Yeah. Do you do young emerging artists? to see vinyl you know they stream they their downloads is vinyl on their radar oh it really is it's almost the most important thing you okay. can put out now as an artifact mm. that's what it is if you have an mp3 file or a, a spotify account with a million songs on it what happens if that gets pulled right what happens when the internet stops it becomes electronic dust everything does all our emails all our photographs on our phone right so it's dust all of a sudden records unless you set them on fire or destroy them are tangible, palpable, you know, you can put your mm. arms around them, you can throw them at someone, you can hug them. But they're a real, you know, the size of them, the 12-inch square. Mm. They're a physical thing, they're tactile, and that stands for it. That yeah. means that they're not just a, a file on a phone where someone says, look at this, nobody ever gets excited about 
you know, an MP3 file, but people get very excited about what a record looks like. Mm. So it must be an optical illusion as well. There must be a hidden science behind it. Ah, oh, no, it's a humanity. Oh, really? it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a human trait as well. Yeah. It really yeah. is. You know, to have it, to hold it, to feel it, yeah. to, you know, to play it. Ah, oh, it the, the, it's been off it, Jerry. It's almost mm. similar to, I probably said this before, where uh, people get are soothed by the sound of a wash machine in the background. Mm. The spinning of that. Mm. Incessant. It comes from the womb, apparently. But records have the same spiritual pull apparently <laughs> there's something deep there yet we can enjoy it on the surface and have fun and you yes. can like or not like a song or a band but there is something deep that resonates and it's not for everybody it doesn't people go oh, what's he talking about today they're probably listening going oh, that's not applicable to me and then there's other people that know exactly what I mean when yeah. it resonates deep with you in ways you can't even explain you know why do you like football or why do you like cycling or why do you like mm. whatever you like mm. You know, people have fixed cars, mechanics. I don't know anything about mechanics or cars, but it's the same thing. It's a passion. Passion. And it's your thing. Yeah. And that's our thing here, you know. Ah, and keep doing that thing so well. Now, as uh, your kindness is always fantastic to us here, you want to offer a little gift to a listener on late lunch today. What have you for them to celebrate uh, World Record Store Day? Yeah, Record Store Day is tomorrow. So we've a big push to tomorrow. We'll be open from 10 o'clock. We've three or 400 records in here that we never had before. So... Anyone's listening, welcome to come up tomorrow. Um, but what we're giving away on your show, Jerry, is a copy, a brand new copy of Curtis Mayfield's debut album from 1970. Curtis Mayfield, uh, fortunately, died young. A, a lightning rig landed on him and mm. crushed him, and he ended up with awful problems. But he was a, a, a black guy who spoke about social issues and, and of, of the time of the uh, civil rights era. Yeah. And he wrote songs that were powerful, had a great message, but it's lovely. It's almost like coffee table funk and soul. Mm. It's very easy to listen to. It's got a great groove. And his debut album is a brilliant piece of work, almost like Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Mm. So we're giving that away. Okay. I'm doing something different. We've done Rumours and, Fle- and uh, yeah. Eagles with you before. So this is a slightly different twist, but from the similar era. Oh, yes. Great record. It is. Really, and I've really been, I've been reading up about it since you told me earlier today. It's yeah. his first solo album, 1970, when he uh, went his own way. Yeah. Uh, and it is so highly regarded. It's regarded as a definitive work. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of long songs on it. There's a, you know, a song called We Are The People That Are Darker Than Blue. So it's a, you know, a black man's take on what it was like living in America back mm, then. Yeah. And it's interesting. He's a very intelligent, urbane, kind of sophisticated guy who wrote brilliant music and yeah. then died young. So we can more, he's immortalised now, Curtis Mayfield. He certainly is. So folks, today we have uh, the first solo album by Curtis Mayfield, co- simply called Curtis to oh. Give Away. And here's my question to you today to win the album. In which US city was Curtis Mayfield born. It's a big city in the States. In which US city was Curtis Mayfield born? Answers please to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We'll pick a winner. We'll put you in touch with Neil and do if you're in the Dundalk area. You can travel up there tomorrow. Classified is open from 10am and don't forget that wonderful website. It's uh, classifiedrecords.net. It's simply brilliant. Neil, happy World Record Store Day. Thank you so much. Thanks Jerry. I love being on your show. Thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. Take care. The brilliant Neil Waters there in Classified Records in Dundalk. In which US city was that wonderful man born? Yes, he was playing a gig and the lighting rigging rigging fell on him and paralysed him. Oh my God.
Think about that. But he continued, he continued, but he died young. He did it at the end of the uh, 1990s, uh, 1999, December 26, Stephen's Day. He was only 57. He passed away. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Anyway, today on Late Lunch, we're talking about World Record Store Day with Neil Waters a moment ago. And Louise arrives in today with a heap of singles. All my singles, yeah. Found in the back of the wardrobe this morning. (laughs) And listen, you think, folks, I'm a big Kylie fan. How many Kylie singles have you? Four. Well, there's a big difference. I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit of a difference, all right. I give you that. Anyway, singles were the thing. Have have you albums as well or was it mainly singles? No, I think with my pocket money, I bought the singles. Yeah. And then I think I got, Santi brought me a Walkman for Christmas and then it went into tapes. Okay. So I don't think I ever progressed. I used to rob and listen to my my elder sister's yes albums. Okay. Like Fame and Abba and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't own. An album. But you have the same. God, this Loads woman. Ha- of them. This very woman eclectic. has everything stashed away. I'm not joking. You. <laughs> it's a very big wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the TARDIS in Doctor Who. You look at it on the outside and you think there's not much room in there. When you walk in, you say, "In the name of Saint Christopher, look at the size of this place." Anyway, uh, I, I love a record store myself. I always loved going in to the record store, and you know leafing through the yeah. the rows and rows of albums and that and looking oh, for Oh, alphabetically. And, yeah, going to the bargain box as well, looking for something that you mightn't have. There's just something really tactile about it. You know, as Neil mm. was saying there, it's not the same. Download, stream. And it was always cool to be in there. He always oh, met yeah. cool people. Yeah, and my good friend Paddy Goodwin, of course. Paddy, Rhino Records. He had Rhino Records, a record store in Drogheda for years That's and really? years as well. Yes, Famous, famous place as well. That was Paddy's, Paddy's place when he came to uh, Draw the first. Yeah, look Discland at him now. Was the look at him now, top happen. solicitor, and uh, he started all began in Rhino Records. It really did. But record stores, you know, they disappeared. They went. You see, look, you know that yourself. Don't have to tell or remind people about it. But it's great. Neil's a good guy. You know, he's open. He opened at a difficult time, and he stayed with it. That website's brilliant. I'm not joking. It mm. really is. It's fantastic. But anyway, if you can support your local record store wherever you're listening, uh, go there and give them a give them your support tomorrow they really do they do deserve it anyway you ready for the riddle Louise oh no <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you on about I never get it <laughs> well don't if you do get it don't slot it out no. here now okay I'm going to give it alright the riddle on Friday a riddle on Friday are you ready to go with the riddle go on here it goes once you get it you feel like sharing it once you share it you no longer have it what is it once more, once more. Listen carefully if you're ready. Nice little prize for you. Once you get it, you feel like sharing it. Once you share it, you no longer have it. What is it? I think Miss Louise Walsh might have it. Anyway, answers to the riddle. Same numbers. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Yes, the hottest day of the year on the way on Sunday, according to Met Erin. Lovely weather to look forward to over the weekend. The barbecues will be humming. And if you fancy a game of bingo, Delique Belliestown have their drive-in bingo this Sunday at 3 o'clock at Belliestown Racecourse. €3,000 in prizes, €1,000 jackpot. Covid guidelines apply, of course. Come early to get your place at 3 o'clock on the hill on Sunday. Delique Belliestown drive-in bingo. We've been talking... Well, we I read weather every day on this show and keep a good eye on weather as well from a fishing point of view and gardening. But my word, if you reflect on April, May and into June, there have been, it's been so disappointing in the spring. Then there have been wild swings in temperatures and my tomatoes are certainly feeling it. Nikki, Kyle, is this the story up and down the country? 
Cheers, Jerry. Happy summer, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, same to you. Yeah. Well, we, we sort of had a summer in March, which caused a lot of problems because it was terribly warm, and then it got incredibly cold again. Mm. Uh, and we've had crazy swings in temperatures in just the first these first ten days of June, with you know wild swings from only one degree centigrade centigrade at night here, soaring to forty five during the day in the polytunnel mm. um, with the strong sunshine, and it causes a huge amount of stress to plants. I sent you some pics and you were yeah. a great help to me. I did what you said and you've sorted me out the the plants. Mm. Only Not all breeds, but one breed of tomato I'm growing. Uh, brown leaves round the edges. Looking, you know, not, not blight, but li- like blight. And I did what you said. Tell them what you told me to do and I did it. Gosh, I can't remember. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll remind you. Feeding them yes. for a start. Yes. Because that can be caused by potassium shortage. Yep. Um, and particularly if they're in containers or in the ground where you've grown tomatoes a lot before. Uh, and also heat stress. Mm. Um, you know, keep all the doors and windows open now, night and day if you can. Just keep something over, you know, netting over them to, to keep the birds out. Um, and keep damping down during the day, damping down paths and things during the day. Not the tomatoes. Yeah. Don't wet tomato foliage or you'll end up with blight. Um, but, you know, it just do anything you can to keep the air moving and keep it cool. Mm. Um, because one of the things that you, you see a lot, you probably won't see so much for a couple of weeks after the heat damage, is the top shoots go very ferny looking and odd. Yes. And they sort of curl up and try to get away from the heat. And of course, plants can't walk away from the heat like we can. Um, so eventually, these go brown and attract disease. Uh, and then the thing to do is to cut them back to a leaf joint lower down uh, and let a, 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 allow a side shoot to grow out from that and continue to grow that on as the leading shoot, as normal. That's Um, very good. And that will actually get them over that. It it may delay fruiting further up for a couple of weeks, but you won't lose the plant because if you let those brown uh, diseased leaves, um, you know, get really bad, you'll lose the whole plant. Yeah, well, you know, I did as well. You said take, uh, if you can, uh, remove those leaves or tips of leaves, which I did. I fed them. They are getting the ventilation and there's certainly been a recovery and lots of uh, uh, trusses of tomatoes but you're right I look at the top of them and they've got a little fern like so that's a great tip for growers develop a side shoot well it actually looks a bit like weed killer damage mm. um, but it isn't the, the, the leaves start to sort of go club together you know and sort yeah. of look very peculiar uh, and ferny and that is the thing is let a, low, a side shoot lower down uh, grow up you know don't let those stay on the plant and, and look miserable okay great great tip there um and a, a very important warning just to repeat again and, and and that's something that maybe you think you're doing good to cool them down water on them is a disaster altogether absolutely i i really don't understand why people talk about all these garlic sprays and everything else i mean you know people are sort of saying oh there's this green fly i've got to use a garlic spray i've got to use so, some sort of spray don't don't wet the leaves the green fly are actually a symptom of the plant being stressed mm. um, and the best thing to do is to make the plant happy as I've said or, or always say Jerry grow lots of flowers in there to attract beneficial insects um, and if the worst comes to the worst and you've got a massive uh, load of green fly in there use a soft paintbrush or something just to brush them off and national agrochemicals actually sell a biological control called aphidius colmanii I forgot it last month um, but it, it's very very effective you get a little file of these if you've got a big greenhouse or polytunnel and you've got a lot of green fly it's well worth it but green fly on plants is always a symptom of plants being stressed
OK, yeah, there you go. Now, my cucumbers are ready now, I think, to go to their final position. And I'm going to grow them in pots. Are they OK, cucumbers in pots? Absolutely. I grow them in pots all the time. In fact, I find them happier in pots because they're actually warmer. You know, the roots are warmer and, and cucumbers actually really love to have warm roots. Mm. Now, again, as I always do, Jerry, with any of the, the cucumber family, plant on a slight mound. Mm. Make sure that the water can't sit around the base of the joint mm. of the stem and, and the soil. Um, so actually plant them slightly raised up. And then when you water, water around the outside yes. and they'll be absolutely happy. But they like to have fairly moist soil, not too wet, though. But make sure that that junction of the root uh, and, and the stem and the soil uh, is not wet. Cou- uh, my courgette, you know, you'd want to be um, awake at night to keep up with their growth. They're unbelievable, aren't they? Oh, they're amazing. I mean, mine are having such a wonderful time. I tweeted a picture of them earlier, actually. Um, I, I put a very deep mulch of grass clippings uh, around them all over the bed because that helps, again, to minimise the heat stress on all plants, not just courgettes. Um, either in the polytunnel or outside. And the thing to do is to put them on freshly cut, make sure to keep them at least four inches or 10 centimetres away from the plant stems, or they may burn them, and then water the mulch very well immediately after putting on. Don't wait for a few hours. Water it straight away to stop it heating up, and then you'll have no problems. Uh, in a few days, that mulch will turn sort of a light brown and look, you know, won't look an eyesore or anything, and it'll keep the soil cool um, it conserves all the moisture so you won't have to water so often it feeds worms and it protects all the soil life and has the bonus of keeping weeds down so you won't have to weed either <laughs> um, but make sure that the grass clippings are from a lawn which hasn't been treated yes. with any chemicals yes. very important very important I, I, I love wildlife as you know I have a great affinity with nature and the planet like yourself but these sparrows and my peas there's going to be a big falling out here between me and the sparrows <laughs> there really is I'm not joking yet I ain't happy. They love peas, don't they, sparrows? Yeah, well, they do. I I don't know whether they actually eat them or they just have a hell of a time pulling them out of the ground, you know. Oh, the leaves, I see them. I, I've, I've had to net them and move the netting away from them because well, you've they... You've got to net them. You know, yes, I mean, the thing yes. is, everything's so hungry right now, Jerry. Mm. And, you know, this year in particular, because of the peculiar spring we've had, I'm finding that you know, there's a lot less insects around. All of the birds are very stressed. I mean, my robin's following me around the garden all the time asking for food, for food and he shouldn't have to at this time of year. Mm. Those are just no insects. There you go. Um, but feeding tomatoes too, actually, that was one thing I wanted to say. Feed them tomatoes in the ground at least once a week mm. after they've set their first truss of fruit. Okay. Um, and tomatoes in containers now should have actually filled their containers with their roots, uh, and they need feeding probably every other feed, okay. uh, every other watering, with a good organic feed like Osmo. Oh, that's great. Or comfrey, actually. Uh, Osmo is much more convenient for yes. most people. And comfrey liquid feed can be very sort of variable. You know, you need to be fairly experienced to make a good feed. Yeah. And then you've got to have, have it made at least three weeks or it can burn plant roots. Okay. So actually, Osmo feed is much easier. Ah, oh, it's great. Since you put me onto it, there's nothing like it. It's a terrific it's feed and I can vouch for what Nikki is saying there. Now, I have a question and you, I smile at this one because I know the answer, but I'm going to leave it to you. A listener's just been on to us to say, Jerry, would you please... Please ask, ask Nikki. Uh, I'm only in my third year growing apples, and I had a lovely crop of small apples, but loads of them have just fallen off. What's yeah, wrong? It's, it's the dryness. I'm afraid you've got to water. 
Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's ridiculous having to water apples, but, you know, we've had such peculiar weather, and I've lost about half my apple crop this year because we had a, a, so much blossom, it looked wonderful uh, in, in April. And then we had massive sort of minus six frost and gales from the Arctic, um, and it looked as if somebody had been over the, the trees with a blowtorch. But actually watering, mulching, um, you know, you, you've really got to do that, especially with, with young apple trees. Um, and again, the rootstock that they're on makes a big difference, but you, they are, you know, they are what they are, or, mm. whatever you've got. So you've really got to look after them. And, and the trees on the more dwarf rootstocks need more looking after. They're much more fussy. OK, and you're talking about you need to give them a good dose and not just a little surface water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've got to give them a jolly good soaking. Um, you know, and, and maybe feed them a bit. But really, it's the time to start to, to water apples if we're in drought conditions. And basically, we're in drought conditions here uh, mm. already. Um, you know, it is as soon as the fruit has set. Um, and, and then if you have too much fruit, you can always take it off yourself. That's a good complaint. Yes. Um, but otherwise, you know, if the, fruit, if the tree can't cope with swelling the fruit, it will just drop. Yes. OK, sowing, looking ahead to autumn, winter. What should we be putting in now in terms of seeds? Well, we want to think about getting seeds now. It's quite early, but the second half of this month, after the 21st, really, because that's when growth will start to slow, we won't notice it much at first, but in the second half of July, you'll really notice um, that growth has slowed. So you want to think about it now, before the 21st. Um, It's a good time to sow celery for autumn and winter. I always sow some now, um, and that will give me all my, my celery all winter, and it's in I find it incredibly important in the kitchen. So I love to have it. And I love to eat it fresh, too. Um, And also all types of chicory, um, you know, blanching and um, sugarloaf chicory and Chinese cabbage. Uh, And think about getting your seeds now for autumn and winter, because you find after the end of this month, garden centers start to clear out their stocks. Mm. And there'll be nothing left when you go looking for seeds. So if you want winter lettuce, if you want um, chicories like sugarloaf or any of those, go and get them now. Uh, and actually, some of the garden centres have quite good stocks of, of seeds at the moment. Um, and, you know, they were in short supply earlier in the year. Um, and also, they've got quite good plants. And some of them still have tomato plants. I was in Jones's um, a couple of days ago in Donabate, and they've still got some lovely tomato plants there. So go and get them if you haven't got any. And, you know, it's not too late to plant them now. There you go. And more information available always on NikkiKyleGardening.com. That yeah. is the Bible for the organic gardener, not only in this country but round the world until the next time happy gardening and happy gardening to you too jerry Take Enjoy care the tomatoes. thanks a million bye, bye nikki bye 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 wonderful wonderful woman she really really is anyway there's some hints and tips for you which are tomatoes cucumbers courgettes and more besides on late lunch this friday afternoon short break and we're back talking about a nice bath challenge it's warm isn't it we could do with it you've often heard the saying i'm sure if you live in this neck of the woods cold cullen and it can be very cold out there at certain times of the year but not at the minute and going into the hottest weekend of the year what are they doing they're putting 12 poor souls into ice baths and one of them is stephen smith and he's on the line hello stephen hi jerry how are you i'm good well tell us about this and how you got roped in yeah, roped in. Yeah, that's probably the right word. Um, and not just um, from the Cullen Community Together um, Committee had asked me would I be interested in doing it. And I just thought, why not? You know, it's a challenge. I suppose when you think about the start, without kind of getting your feet into the water first, you kind of think, oh, it'll be easy. 
But um, they got Johnny and McKeown on board from Love and Oxygen and he's kind of given us a few tips and advice and done a bit of training with us and stuff like that to kind of get us prepared for it. And it's, it's been great, honest. Um Probably not what I expected, but uh, there's a lot of theory with it, but it does, it does make it a bit easier for us. Yeah. You, you just know? can't just jump into a freezing cold ice bath without any preparation. Tell me, there's 12 years. Is it one big bath or an individual each? How is it going to work? Uh, no, it's just the one. It's one bath and we're kind of just going to do it um, in turns. OK, I see. Um, and uh, it'll be at the same freezing temperature for everybody. Oh, me bits are shaking here even thinking <laughs> about it, to be honest with you. And where is it happening? Um, it's happening in the village itself. So um, if you're familiar with yeah. Cullen itself, um, where Warses is, there's a little area across there, kind of like a green area. Yes. And that's, that's where they're hoping to have it. Obviously, just with COVID restrictions and stuff like that, they just want to make sure on the day that it does go well and yes. kind of keeping above order and stuff. But um, yeah, no, that's where they're hoping to have it. Hopefully, obviously get a few people around, kind of create a little bit of an atmosphere. And yeah, fingers crossed that it goes well and nobody... Um, Nobody chickens out of it at the last minute. <laughs> what time does it begin at? Um, it's kicking off at three o'clock. Okay, in the afternoon. And you know, I think of yeah. Times Square in New York and I think of Times Square in Cullen. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a focal point of the village. Three o'clock tomorrow to see these people turning blue. The man you mentioned there who's doing the work with you to prepare you is with me as well. Johnny McKeown, hello again. Hi Jerry, how are you? you I'm well? I'm keeping well indeed. The Wim Hof method. Well, Johnny, is this what you're teaching them? Well, it is. I, I think I was in with you uh, a couple of years ago. I yep. climbed Crow Patrick on Christmas Day. So the committee, the Colin Community Together Committee, um, said it'd be a great challenge for ten locals in the village. And um, I don't know how they did it, but they got ten volunteers. So for the last number of weeks, we've been training them um, as 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 um, Stephen was saying there, there is a bit of theory behind it. You just can't jump into an ice bath. So we've been teaching them breathing exercises. And then the first week, we, we actually got them to do what's called a foot ice bath. So we got them to fill a basin and put in two bags of ice and keep their feet in for five minutes. Um, and again, that's just regulating how you breathe, staying calm. And then we built up from there. We, we took them out on a wild, wet, windy, rainy Sunday morning and took them in a clot ahead and the sea, it was freezing. I'd say anybody who saw us must have thought we were crazy. <laughs> but it was great fun and, and they couldn't believe that after a while when you let your body get used to it, it's it, it actually it was enjoyable. Mm. And then the follow, following week we had them up at Mountain River up in Ravensdale and we got them to sit in there for, for 10 minutes. The photograph makes it look like it's tropical but I guarantee it wasn't tropical weather and the water was cold. Baltic. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, but it's good for them. <laughs> well, that's good on you. I, I, I like this, Johnny. You're, you're, you're a real Mr. Motivator for sure. Listen, are you confident that they're all going to do this and uh, be successful? Uh, we just heard Stephen there. No one's going to run away, are they? Uh, well, they can't run too far now, to be honest. Um, I know, to be honest, it, it'll be a challenge for them and, and some people find it easier than others. But uh, I take them in one at a time and, and I'll take time with, with each person and make sure that they do it. I, I'm fully confident that they'll be able to do it. Um, 
and fair play to them for, for coming forward and, and yeah. volunteering. And, and of course, they're going to be doing it in front of people as well, so that's an added little bit of pressure. So, Of course. And, and how I, long will they each have to stay in for? 20 minutes. That's a joke. But listen, how lo- in, in the training sessions, how long have they been staying in for? Well, they, they have never actually got into an ice bath yet. I see. I, I, I want to keep that as a surprise. <laughs> and how long are you going to compel them to stay there for? Uh, two minutes. Two? Okay. Two. So, so two minutes doesn't sound a lot, but the temperature, it will be about five degrees Celsius. Yeah. So we'll have loads of ice in the water. That, and that, is, that won't be easy. No, definitely not. Rather them than me, I have to say. Stephen, oh, are you no, having... So, someday I'll get you in. <laughs> Good luck. Cut him off there, Louise. <laughs> uh, Stephen, uh, any second thoughts? No, to be honest, Terry, I think just the fact that there is a group of us doing it, it does, it does kind of motivate everybody, you know? like yeah. um, I suppose some of the training sessions, as Johnny was saying there, you know, if one person does it, Everybody has to do it, you know. Mm. It does. It does give you that little bit of encouragement to do it. And look, it's for a good cause. Like in fairness to Cullen community together, like they're doing. They're doing a, a lot of great work, like around the village. This is. Yeah, and this right. I I know yeah. this the, the 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 big thing there, and I uh, we were talking to Patrice before is the parish hall is really going to fall unless something's mm. done to it. So this is a big push to raise funds to get uh, help from grants, etc. You know, there's there's money's there to support it, but you have to raise so much yourselves as well, and the money yeah. is coming in. Stephen, just tell us. I know people will show up tomorrow at three o'clock in the square, Times Square in Cullen, but uh, <laughs> if people want to support you, is, is it showing up and throwing a few? you bob your way is there any other online way of supporting her yeah on the facebook page on the cullen community together facebook page okay. there is links that you can um go through on them and there's each one there it has the profile of each one of the guys that are actually going um, participating in the event so Good. if you wanted to kind of like pick one individual that you kind of may know or stuff like that you can through there or there is one that you can just go on to itself and just okay. donate for you that way. Look, every little bit helps. Um, everything, yes, everything. So know. Cullen Community Together Facebook page, all the information is there. What's the breakdown, gents and ladies? Um, I think it's kind of 50-50. There's Good. 10 of us doing it. So it's actually, no, hold on. Um, my wife is actually doing it. So we're going to have a little bit of a competition see if one of us doesn't chicken out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, there's... Two other ladies there that are doing it as well. Yes, yeah, so roughly fifty-fifty so, no. split, and there's going to be a real competition in the Smith household about this one. Final word to you, Johnny. Can they do it? Oh, they, yes, they can. Ah, that's what I wanted to hear. That's the words we wanted to hear. Anyway, good luck to you all tomorrow. Thanks for Thank joining me on the show. All right, Jerry. Take okay, care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rather them than me, ice bats. No way. Anyway, it's a big day tomorrow out round Bellieston Way because Ruth Howard will marry Paddy Savage and it's going to be one hell of a day. Well, Ruth and Paddy, this one's just for you. Yes, Ruth Howard and Paddy Savage will be joined together tomorrow. We wish them a lifetime of happiness. Getting married tomorrow. Best wishes to you. 
Well, that comes in from all your family and friends today on Late Lunch. We marked uh, Bob Dylan's 80th birthday recently on the show. And if you were listening top of the show today, Neil Waters from Classified Records did mention that he loved the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk and Blackrock Village outside the town where he stayed and was familiar with. And lo and behold, there's another connection on the show today because our Louise spotted a wonderful cover version by local artists of a Bob Dylan song. And to tell me more about it, of Pilgrim Street fame and more besides, Eugene Donegan joins me. Hello again, Eugene. Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Very good. Nice to have you with me on the show today. First, before we get into the song and, and the story behind it, how are you keeping? How are you doing? What have you been up to? You like the rest of them, you know, gagging to get back out there in live performances? Yeah, it was sort of um, March, in March 2020, the sort of rug was pulled from all, under all our feet, you know, the, um, our musicians and people that work in music, you know, and, and uh, I'm not so bad in, the, in a way that I was, I had a full-time job anyway, so I wasn't dependent uh, financially on music, but um, I'm definitely missing the lives, missing playing and missing just walking out on the stage and, and having the crack with, with, with the crowd and, and, and playing the music I love and stuff like that, you know, and I think uh, I, I, I've never done music from, for uh, money in a sort of way. I've done it for love and whatever money comes well and good, you know, I mean, of course, uh, I just miss that that connection really of, of playing your own your own songs and the songs you love and, and the people who enjoy it, you know. Mm. I know online that it saved the world, really, and saved business. It saved many industries as well. But, you know, I have to say, honestly, it doesn't replace, does it, the audience and the the connection that happens. It, it just can't. No, it's... it's uh, well, we've never done it. The industry have never done any online stuff, so... Because... I don't think we, we would have been into it anyway, but uh, we were legally we we weren't able to meet. I think it was a few weeks last year that legally we could meet inside because there's seven of us in the band. So, uh, so that was out, you know. But um, but I don't know. There's no there's no there's absolutely no uh, replacement for for live music and and just the atmosphere and mm. the crack, you know. I mean, like and, and the banter and 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 meeting yeah. people after games is important. As, playing the gigs itself you know? yeah and the slagging I saw you boys in action I had the privilege of joining you on the stage once or twice and the crack I can tell you is just simply <laughs> mighty there is far more to it uh, than the music and you guys really just get the place rocking and the sooner you're all back the better to be honest with you it's just uh, needed for all of us for our, uh, our well-being our health our mental health uh, as well but that day that day please God is coming now tell me about this uh, cover of the uh, the Dylan song and the, the genesis of it because there's a, an amalgam of musicians involved on this yeah but, but this is a, an idea Mark Mark Hall had was uh, he set up uh, he set up um, the ivory sessions and he, he was, people were were recording remotely with him on the piano. Mm. Uh, that was his, his original talk. But then he, he sort of uh, elaborated a wee bit and then he, set up, he started doing a podcast. And it was a live, it was a video podcast. And, and what his idea at the time, this was, this was in the last summer when, when everyone could meet up, you know, when, could, when there was a few allowed into a room at the one time. So he, he decided to have a, 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 a podcast featuring the music of Tom Waits, Leonard Cohen and Bob Dylan. So there's more, there's, a lot, there's an hour and a half, I think, of that podcast. But there's, 
uh, we're all singing a different song to them, three great songwriters. And um, so that Bob Dylan song was, was uh, that's one I did. Uh, it was called Don't Think Twice. Um, and that was just part of the whole, the whole uh, podcast. It was, it was a great, and it was very cracking. And we were telling stories about, like, we're all in the media area, um, like, uh, Anthony Cregan was uh, was there as well, and Padzo Farley from from Pilgrim Street was was playing as well. So the three of us were playing, and Mark was playing the piano. So we all had stories about our first concerts and the seeing these acts, you know. And and I suppose when when all the music stopped, everyone was there was you know there was loads of ideas going about doing different things, you know, I Minik, mean, and this mm. is just one of the things. Yeah. Oh, it's worked really well for you. It, it has indeed. And of course, it is a, a special year for Dylan. And uh, he is uh, one of the greatest songwriters of, of all time. So this is your one. Uh, don't think twice. Mark uh, is uh, detained elsewhere. He can't be with us today, but he played a big part in this. He's a terrific guy, isn't he? Uh, Mark's great. Mark uh, recorded our album. Um uh, there last year and we released it down in lockdown last year and uh, he does all the live sound for us as well so we know Mark well and, and he's a great he's great at what he does you know and, yeah. and uh, if he was on here he, none of us would be able to talk he'd be talking <laughs> he'd talk for us all <laughs> talk a hole in a pot I, I know a fella like that myself <laughs> anyway listen it's great to catch up with you today hope to see you back soon and we're going to hear this one now don't think twice uh, it's alright by Mr Bob Dylan covered uh, by the wonderful Eugene Donegan and friends assisted by Mark Cahill let's have a listen to it wish you well Eugene thank you Jerry thanks for joining me Ah, that doesn't have your feet tapping and you're not up dancing around the place. I don't know what to say. My kind of music. Absolutely brilliant there. Eugene Dunnigan, Mark Carlin, friends with the cover of the Bob Dylan song. Well done to them. Now, just reminding you, if you run a small business, you might be interested to know that phase two of the small business assistance scheme for COVID has been expanded to include businesses working from non-rateable premises. The scheme provides grants to businesses and can help with fixed costs like rent, energy and security. Applications should be made online to Meath County Council before July 21st. And uh, more information available from countymeathchamber.ie. So 21st July is the date there to apply, countymeathchamber.ie. You should avail of that if you fall into that category for sure. Now, we have an album to give away ahead of World uh, Record Store Day. Tomorrow, Neil Waters with us from Classified Records, top of the show. He's given away a lovely one today. It's Curtis Lee Mayfield, his debut album, simply called Curtis. And the question was, in which US city was he born? Chicago is the answer I was looking for. And uh, the winner of that lovely album on vinyl today, you'll enjoy it for years, is Peter McQuillan. We'll be in touch and Neil will be in touch with you to make the arrangements so as you get the album, Peter. Well done to you and thanks to everybody who sent us in answers. Late lunch, LMFM radio, the chat, the music, the fun continues after this short break. I see Mary McAleese, the former president, has reported she was at the Oxford University yesterday. She was talking about baptism in the Catholic Church and she was saying it's unsuitable and needs to be overhauled because it means people's freedoms are being suppressed for life. I couldn't disagree with the woman more, to be honest with you. Mary McAleese has an issue for some time now with the church. 
she has an issue and this issue has developed in recent years. But I honestly think she should let people within the church make up their own minds or parents of children within the church. They will make the call for their children, whether they're baptised or not. And if they are practising committed Catholics, children will be baptised. And I don't agree with that, that their freedoms are being suppressed for life. Because when people become adults then... 18 or over, they can make their minds up at that stage. They really can. But I just saw that and I thought to myself, in the name of God Almighty, what is she on about? Uh, You know, that it... And look at the woman believes in what she's saying and she's making a point and everybody's entitled to their opinion and point of view. And so am I. And I have to say that I couldn't disagree with her more. I really couldn't. Uh, I wonder would she have the same view with other faiths? You know, the way children are brought into a faith by their parents. Would she feel the same that no faith should have people of faith shouldn't really, you know, uh, set the set the the life path ahead for the children to follow them in the faith? But people can make up their own minds, in my opinion, when they reach an age that they can. But uh, I see nothing wrong with it. And I honestly say she she was a very good president of Ireland and uh, she's uh, done many good things. But on this... Sorry, Mary. Couldn't agree with you. Not at all, I have to say. I was mentioning that the this Sunday, coming back to it, is to be the hottest day of the year. So are you organised for the barbecues? Will there be a barbecue, Louise, in your neck of the woods? Are you planning anything? You being, you know, the... Cordon Bleu chef <laughs> of Cartown. Yeah. The Cordon take Bleu away. chef of Cartown. <laughs> we'll order Will you barbecue? Away. Will you barbecue the weekend? Or, or did you, do you ever barbecue? We actually have just thrown out the barbecue because it was All in right. bits. So we'll have to get a new oh, one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I have a little, you know, the round one with the coals. I don't have the gas or any of that thing. Tara, you know, Tara Walker, mm. our, our resident chef here, we like to call her on late lunch, has a beautiful gas one and she's used it superbly. But I go the coals route. You know, the, the does traditional Does it take coals. long? For oh, Jesus, does it take long? I mean, it does. Yeah. You'd want to leave it, well, you want to leave it a good 45 minutes to an hour to, to you know, the coals to go grey because if they're black at all, you know, when you put the food on, you get that black charring. You know what I mean? The, the, the fire comes up and it, it destroys the food so the the the, the trick is to be patient mm-hmm. wait and then and uh use your barbecue uh, wisely quinzel to places do you remember quinzel yeah, came to us? do you remember that. quinzel I, he might be listening today hello quinzel haven't talked to him in a while do you remember he had he our outside the... barbecue wasn't he great he was fantastic oh listen he, you see he'd use you know the lid and letting the air in and things like that you should bring him back if you get a knowledge of it it's something else well, the hints and tips, you must give him a shout. Mm. You know what I mean, for the summer season. He's well, it's brilliant. Ne- it's only one day, though, Jerry. <laughs> a minute. I beg I your pardon. Have a week. Stop now. Stop. <laughs> None of that negativity. What did you say to me this morning? You're back in your lagging jacket, I see. <laughs> no, but you're not. You're not. I was only... I was only. <laughs> you know me. Aren't I an awful slagger? Aren't I? Ah, we love it. Ah, I'm a slagger. I really am. I do slag people. Anyway, we have another request here heading to news, uh, weather and sport at three. Hi, Jerry. Could you please say hello to my granddaughter, Aoife? I'm taking her for a spin at the moment. That comes in for our Tommy and Italia. We're delighted to say hello to her today. Hope you're having a lovely day with Aoife, Tommy. Well done and enjoy. Anyway, on the way and after three, it's my artist of the week and a look ahead at sport. But first, I was listening to this last night. Lady Gaga and Shallow. Tell me something, girl. 
congratulations to Nicola McCourt from RD who solved the riddle. Here it is for one last time. Once you get it, you feel like sharing it. Once you share it, you no longer have it. What is it? It's a secret. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the answer's a secret. It's not a secret, the answer. It's a secret. A secret is the answer we were looking for. Anyway, well done to everybody. Loads of people getting it right. Nicola, the little gift is on its way to you today from us here in Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Now, you know, the concerts, they're coming back, the gigs. We've been talking about it uh, through the afternoon, but it'll be slow. So without the festivals on the horizon, why not check out the Back Garden Festival with Harvey Norman and JBL, your specialists in sound this summer. All your summer favourites on one stream. You can listen on our app or lmfm.ie. So there's an option for you in your back garden as well to enjoy uh, the music from uh, the concerts that won't be happening this year, but please God will in 22. Now, my artist of the week, I conclude her story today, Shirley Bassey, of course. And on a personal level, Shirley first married when she was 24 in 1961, but it ended in divorce in 1965. And then from 1968 to 79, she was married to Sergio Novak. No children from either marriage, but Shirley had two daughters, Sharon and Samantha, who took Novak's name. In 1985, What a tragedy. Samantha was only 21 when she was found dead in the River Avon in Bristol. It was a massive blow for Shirley and the reasons behind her death remain unclear to this day. Shirley has four grandsons through her surviving daughter, Sharon, and in fact a great-granddaughter as well. And for her services to music and entertainment, she was conferred uh, with Dame of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth in 1999. Yes, Dame Shirley Bassey, as she's known. She was also awarded the top honour in France, the Légion d'honneur. And in 2019, this meant so much to her, she was granted the freedom of her hometown, Cardiff. Last year, 2020, she released what she said would be her final ever album. It was called I Owe It All To You, becoming... She became, with the release of the album, the first female artist to have a top 40 album in the UK charts, listen to this, in seven consecutive decades. My God, that is longevity, isn't it? She's one of her kind, our Shirley, a unique voice. Yes, this song sums it up. There's only one, Shirley Bassey. Ah, the wonderful Shirley Bassey. What a wonderful voice. Her timing, her delivery. She's one of the greatest of all time. She really is. I'm delighted to feature her as my Artist of the Week on Late Lunch this week. Truly, truly brilliant. Anyway, we are heading to our final break of the afternoon and the week on Late Lunch. And afterwards, as we do always at this time, we're looking ahead to a big weekend in sport with Leon Blanche. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, Friday afternoon. Time for our usual look ahead to the big weekend in sport and there is a lot happening. But we begin today with GAA, with the man who knows all about sport. He's the communications manager with Boyle Sports. Liam Blanche, hello again. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. As I said, GAA to start and the big game from a northeast perspective, a real edge on this one is Carlo against Loud tomorrow, Saturday. The prize is promotion to Division 3. Yeah, look, Jerry. I mean, we said that it would take a little bit of time for Mickey Hart to kind of 
get his mojo into the Loud team. But certainly after an agonising first defeat, when they're only beaten by a point, they've won their last two games and now they've put themselves into an, into an opportunity to go and get promotion. And you'd have to say the way Loud are playing at the minute, you'd have to fancy them to beat Carlo. Loud are the favourites, clear favourites, odds on to beat Carlo. But in the handicap betting, Loud are minus two points at 10 to 11, Jerry. And I just feel the way they're on a bit of a roll under Mickey Hart, they're going to keep getting better and better. And it will be a really good start to his tenure as the Wee County manager if they can get promoted straight away. A brilliant start. And then it moves on to championships. So I'm going to stick with the Wee County to defeat Carlo and get promotion. And just reminding everybody, that game we have live here on LMFM Radio Saturday afternoon tomorrow. Now let's move on to soccer. Euros beginning, of course, tonight. But let's look at the League of Ireland here at home first. Dundalk, uh, Waterford this evening. And we're back after the two-week mid-season break. Yeah, look, I mean, Jerry, maybe this, maybe this two-week break um, will have done Dundalk the world of good. Uh, they obviously had a fantastic win. Um, as well, but I think Jerry, the main thing that you and I have spoke about on numerous occasions is we just want to see a bit of consistency from Dundalk. And let's start it off with a win against Waterford tonight. Look, Waterford would probably be the pick of any team you'd want to play for your first game back. There's no surprise that the, the Lily Whites are such a short price to win. So I'm going to go for something, Jerry, that hopefully. They can score a couple of goals again, as they did the last time. I think there could be a lot of goals in this particular match. I'm probably going to go for actually over two and a half goals. And I think Dundalk, minus two goals at eight to five, is the way I would play this one, Jerry. I really expect them to put on a show against Waterford. Waterford have serious problems, and you'd have to fancy Dundalk to come away with all three points. Tomorrow afternoon, draw it ahead to Sligo. And if you wanted to pick a game like Dundalk could against Waterford, the bottom side, well, draw it playing top of the table, Sligo. But last time they met in the first round, it was a draw match. Yeah, look, Jerry, you know something? Draw probably wouldn't have wanted that break because they were on a fantastic little run. Um, I think they have cemented, I know it's only early in the season, but to get some of the big victories that they've already had, um, and some of the performances have been really, really exciting. Sligo Rovers, of course, they're playing a lovely brand of football as well. And this is an exciting game in terms of looking forward to. It's not a surprise that Sligo are favourites because they're up the top of the table. They're at home. But Drogheda have been playing really well. And I think it's hard to say either side will win. And maybe this could be a repeat again, Jerry. I'd, I'd probably just have to sit on the fence and go with a draw once again because for anyone out there who wants to back draw it, they're just under three to one. It's a big enough price. But I just think travelling to Sligo first game back, I think the drugs would be happy to come away with a share of the spoils. Let's move international now and this evening it all begins. A festival of football. We're not there and we won't have games in Ireland, sadly, because of the COVID situation. It begins tonight with Turkey and Italy in Rome, the first game of the postponed European Championships from last year. But I want you to look at a couple of the home nations who are playing this weekend. England play Croatia on Sunday, but first up are Wales against Switzerland tomorrow. That's a tough nut Switzerland for the Welsh. Yeah, look, it certainly is, Jerry. It's it's I personally think Wales, Switzerland and Turkey are, are, are obviously trying to finish behind Italy because I think Italy will win um, that Group A. But Wales, look, they've done so well at the 2018 World Cup. 
Um, they were a joy to watch. Uh, played some lovely attacking football. A lot depends on Gareth Bale. And I know it's hard to kind of signal out one player for any side. But when you look at how influential he is to the Welsh, they have been playing kind of with this false number nine. Um, Harry Wilson, who of course is a Liverpool player, he's been on loan the last couple of seasons. He's been kind of lining up in that particular position. But Bale, um, you're looking at the likes of Ramsey and you're looking at just the big name players to try and make an impact. But Switzerland, they're a very, very solid side. Um, Jerry, it has to be said. They pick almost the same squad year after year after year. And in Shakiri and in Jacka, who of course plays for Arsenal, he's the Swiss captain. They do have a couple of stalwarts of international football. It's a tricky opening game for the Welsh. And again, Jerry, Switzerland are just a shade better than even money, but I'm going to go with the draw here at 21 to 10. England, as you rightly said, they kick off at home. And let's not forget, Jerry, some countries are going to have a massive advantage because they'll be playing at home venues. Yes, it won't be full stadiums, but they'll still have a number of fans there to try and cheer them on and help them with success. This is a repeat, obviously, of the World Cup semi-final when Croatia got through an extra time. But I think this time around, Croatia have lost a couple of key men. Luka Modric is not getting any younger. He's their star player. But I just think with the power and pace that England possess, if they can close down Modric, they should have a really good chance of kicking their group campaign off to a victory. We've got a fantastic offer. It's a 10 euro, no lose bet. Place the tenor on the match. And if your selection doesn't win, you get your money back as a free bet. I would like to be Gareth Southgate at the moment. The amount of young attacking players that he has at his disposal. You look at Foden, you look at Sterling, you look at Jack Grealish, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford. There's a lot of players there that Gareth Southgate has to pick from and try and get the correct formula. There's a bit of talk in the English press that Luke Shaw might start the left side of a back three. Now, if he starts there, you'd imagine Kyle Walker will be on the right side and probably John Stones will be in the middle. That's not a bad back three because you've got pace with Walker and Shaw and you've got a footballing centre-half in John Stones. I suspect England will beat Croatia, Jerry. I think if you're looking at a scoreline, maybe 2-1. Harry Kane to score first, England to win 2-1 is 20-1. to And with the no-lose offer, pick something outrageous because if it clicks... You're going to be up a right few quid, and if it doesn't, you'll get a free bet back anyway. Winner all round for sure, Leon. Leon, as usual, thank you so much. We have the Euros to look forward to now for the next month or so, and lots more beside. But once again, thank you for joining me on Late Lunch this afternoon. Have a great weekend, Jerry. I love these tournaments. They come around every few years. European Championships delayed from last year and World Cups. I'll be settling in tonight to watch the first one. Italy and Rome against Turkey and then on it rattles for the next four weeks. That's a lot on Late Lunch for today and this week. Say my thank yous as usual to all our guests who join us through the week on the show. To you, our listeners who are with us every day, we appreciate and love your company as well. And of course, to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. Thanks a million, Louise. We'll be back on Monday, 1.30, with a brand new week of the show. Paul McKenna's coming next with The Drive and The Cruise. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Enjoy this beautiful weekend. Enjoy this time. It's gorgeous. The weather's to be beautiful. Take care. Mind yourselves. And look, we're looking up, aren't we? We're on the way up. That is the truth. It really is. And take care of yourselves. See you Monday, 1.30. Bye. 
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the northeast with same-day business finance, so let our van specialist Danny find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. See blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.